You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. Here's your host, Dan Healy, also known as at the Miami Heat UK. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I'm your host, Dan Healy, and today I'm doing something slightly different from our regularly scheduled program with my Heat guests. We are going to do a NBA playoff preview show, and therefore today we're going to be talking about each matchup of the playoffs so far. And I'm joined by three absolute goats of the NBA in the UK community. Really, really pleased to have these guys with me. First up is my main man, Celtics fan, Rich Barrett. How you doing, Rich? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Thank you for having me back, mate. It feels like it's been a hot minute, but uh, yeah, we're back on. We're back. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, thank you for joining me once again. And uh, from, again, the NBA in the UK uh, community, it's the one and only Dean Cruikshank, a.k.a. Ginger Shack. Dean, how you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. A little bit disappointed it took this long for me to be on the pod, Dan. I'm going to yeah, be honest. I do apologise, mate. I do apologise. And it's it's a bit strange, really, because you're in, even though that you're the only representative here that hasn't got a team in the bubble with a ball, being a Bulls fan. But um, but, but <laughs> I went straight there. I went straight there. So uh, we'll get that out of the way. But uh, great to have you on, mate. Um, really, really pleased you're here and looking forward to uh, listening to what you've got to say. And I think right, you might have uh, just left after that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lastly, um, sort of with us, but uh, we, we would excuse him if he's not, because right now his team is playing down the stretch against the Raptors. But I have from hooping and looting, it's Elliot Wade, Brooklyn Nets fan. How you doing, Elliot? You keeping with us? I'm good, yeah. I'm with you. Um, happy to be on here, and thank you for the invite. No problem at all. So as we speak right now, mate, what is the score? Uh, well, I'm just about to find out because I'm just getting it back on my phone. Uh, <laughs> well, but it wasn't looking good. We were looking good all game, and then we just kind of, well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. there's two minutes left, and we're six points behind. Right. So, okay. Yeah, we're still, well, still going to win by at least ten. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay. So, as I said, guys. Um, yes, we've just uh, we've just started the playoffs. Um, great to have playoff basketball back in our lives. And um, we've all had one. Everyone's played once so far. Um, as I said, Nets are currently playing as we speak against the Raptors as we come down the stretch. Um, that game being led 1-0 by Toronto. But, um, yeah, let's get into it. Let's see what we're going to do is just have a quick chat about each game um, so far, what we think the series is going to end up. Um, you know, some players that we've been impressed with, some players that need to step up and so on. So there's been a couple of big surprises so far, both the number one seeds in the East and West going down against eight seeds uh, respectively for the first time, I believe, since about 2002, 2003 that that's happened. So uh, some big, big uh, shocks. Um, Dean, I'm going to start with you. The, uh, the, the number one seed in the East and the overall best record in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks, went down... Big time to the eighth seed, Orlando Magic. Uh, what do you think of this? Was this Bucks being terrible? Was this Orlando being brilliant? Somewhere in the middle? What do you think of that start? Um, I actually had a a bit of a conversation with somebody the other week where I said it like we go one or two ways for Orlando. I either thought they would generally view it as a home court advantage or I felt like it would be more of a uh, disturbance because they were the ones that were closest to their families. Um, you know, most players are the other side of the country. Their families are one side of the country. The Orlando Magic, you literally know you're over a river in Disney. Um, but to be fair, the, the Magic shouldn't have won a game. They shouldn't have won a game. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of people have been involved in the bracket challenge that's been put up. And um, I think it's basically burst everyone's bracket pretty pretty quickly, to be honest. Um, some people maybe played it safe and had the, had the Magic maybe taken one game. Um, I know this is a Miami Heat podcast, but we have to admire the passion of the Magic fans. Um, they genuinely believe they're going to sweep this series. Um, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to put it on record and say that generally, as a fan base, they're probably quite delusional. Um, 
mainly in the UK. Garant, Garant, Garant. <laughs> but, um, but no, to be fair, I think it fair play to the Magic for um, actually pulling a the game. They shouldn't have won a game. You know, the consensus, the consensus in the West, like we'll get to that, but in the West, you can kind of understand it. But in the East, it was the opinion generally was that the Magic were there just to be the full guy. They were there for Giannis and Co to just sweep in four and, and end it all, really. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree because the, I, I think everybody had this down as, apart from Magic fans, had this down as a sweep. Um, they did the same last year. They beat the, uh, beat the Toronto Raptors um, in their first game. They went 1-0 up in that series and then obviously then went on and lost everyone since. But um, I do have to say, yeah, uh, this has to go down as a Magic win rather than a Milwaukee loss because they were brilliant. They were absolutely fantastic. Hats off to them. Vucevic, um, brilliant game. Um, it, you, you didn't you didn't see this as a as a one v eight. It was a lot tighter than that. This was the sort of ex- game you would have expected uh, with out west with uh, with or like we saw with Lakers and Trailblazers. The the, the step up the, the drop off between these two teams is enormous. So for them to come out in game one um, and do what they did, I thought was uh, was brilliant. I thought that was much more their win, as I said, rather than Milwaukee's loss. Rich, what do you want to catch any of the game? I couldn't agree more, to be honest. I completely agree that we need to look at it as a magic win rather than a box loss. Yeah. Um, I know I've just had a bit of a joke, but uh, they, they generally were sensational. They were great they to were. watch. They were. Rich, yeah. did you catch that? 100%. Yeah, um, most of it. They flew out the blocks. That's the thing. I mean, let's not rely too much on box scores, but if you, if you break down the quarter scores, you've got the magic. They took a 10-point lead into the second quarter, okay? And then you tied the second quarter, 29 each. Three extra points on the third quarter, and then they lost the fourth quarter by a point. Okay, so they've hit them hard. They've come out firing, and they've they've given themselves that advantage in the first quarter. Took it into the second quarter, and like you see, how many times do like teams do something like that? And then we talk about the third quarter gets forgotten, and that's when it gets turned on its head. But they just looked impressive. They were pretty organised, and I'm not going to say Milwaukee don't have the answers to them. It was, it is an Orlando win. It's not. It's not a Bucks loss. It's an Orlando win. You've got to give them the credit for that. Like you said, they won the first game last year. Um, what happens next will remain to be seen. Um, mm. Do they take the momentum from that? Will the Bucks be rattled? Do you know what I mean? They've, they've been to a conference finals last year. You'd like to think they've got the mentality to deal with the first round matchup. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, Elliot, I'm, I'm going to come to you in a minute because it's, uh, as I understand, it's a three-point game with 15 seconds to go. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still listening. I've got them. You're still here. Yeah, I do want to say that. I mean, in terms of, uh, I think there's far too much red into single losses um, because let's be honest, this is the playoffs. This isn't a a ranked 32 team playing the ranked first team. You know, every team has a big player. Vucevic is a is a world class player. And he's not surrounded by nobodies. He's surrounded by elite basketball players. So in any game, if one of your big players goes off, then there's no reason why anyone can't beat anyone. It's why I always say as a Brooklyn Nets fan, why I will always back us to win, because you can. Um, And, you know, it's the playoffs at the end of the day. It's not anything going on. Yeah, I agree. So saying that then, and we've all had a lot of praise there for Orlando, and rightly so too. Uh, Elliot, I'll start with you. Do you see them? Do, do you see them win another another game? I don't know. No, no. I think the the Bucks are ranked number one seed for a reason. It's not anything against Orlando Magic, but I think in part of becoming the number one seed is you work out other teams. Um, so I think they'll be able to go away, work out what needs to be done, and come away. That they might. Magic might pinch another one through momentum and belief, but personally, I can't, I can't see it based on the strength of the Bucks as opposed to the Magic not being a strength. Yeah. Okay. Dean, do you see him? Uh, do you see him taking anything from here onwards, or is it uh, plain sailing from now on for Milwaukee? I'd like to think that it would be plain sailing from here on from Milwaukee. I mean, there are a lot of people's pick for winning the the whole thing. Um, I actually had them winning um, the whole thing on my bracket. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say they should really now just absolutely take the next four, uh, you know, take the next games. But 
who knows? As Elliot said, you know, basketball's a fickle game. You never know. Yeah. Just ask Sixers fans and the bounce with Kawhi. Yep. Yep. Rich, anything other than a uh, 4-1 from here out? Only if Orlando win the next game. And it'll, it'll still be a Milwaukee win. But I think if Milwaukee get two wins under their belt and then a third, it'll just go 4-1. Do you know what I mean? If if Orlando did something special again the next game, then we could start to talk. I don't necessarily think we'll talk different outcomes, but we'll talk about a whole different series that we didn't expect to go as deep as it's going to. But I still think the Bucks do it. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, as I said, fair play to, to the Magic. And... Um... It's always there's always a bit of unusual uh, circumstances that can happen in the first game. Uh, we see it, we have seen it before. We'll see it again. Um, but I can't see anything else now than the Bucks having a massive reaction to this because if they don't, if they lose the next one, or even if they lose Game Three, already the, what what hit them last year with this playoff mental block and you know the bottle, bottling it against Toronto after being two up. Uh, that will come soaring back. So I think um, I think I think we'll see a massive reaction. But hats off to to Magic. Uh, well done for making it exciting, nevertheless. Um, so over to the West and the same thing. Um, Lakers go down um, to to the Trailblazers. Now I didn't actually. I'll sort of start with this one because um, I do a show called Tepid Takes and my take was for this week, I am going to change it now, but my take for this week before this game started was that the Lakers will fall uh, in the first round to the Trailblazers. That was my take. Um, now, I think the Lakers are um, have not come, have not restarted very well. I know we're going to say that, you know, this, this is uh, regular season basketball and they've got players that are going to go up another three or four gears and all the rest of it. But uh, Portland have been playing playoff basketball type basketball for the last few games. So they are already well in their rhythm. They are locked in. They are focused. Uh, Dame has been the best player in the, uh, in the league since we've come back. He is absolutely lights out. I think that this could go all the way. But I believe, I'm going to stick with my take, I believe Trailblazers are going to cause a massive upset. And I think they're going to take this series. Um, Rich, I'm going to start with you. Am I wrong? Uh, Not based on game one, but it's one game. Um, I think you make a very valid and accurate point that they are absolutely in a rhythm. Um, they They had a obviously a play-in game against the Grizzlies, um, which they, they rose to the occasion. They had, obviously, two chances at it if they needed them. Um, they The intensity that they've had to get into that spot to start with, OK, so obviously eight and nine spots in the West, they had to they had to come out firing. They absolutely did. Dame's a bubble MVP for a reason. Um, so, yeah, they're there and they're ready. And the Lakers came into the West, literally, like, what, a couple of wins off just topping it? Um so they literally had no work to do. And I don't know, if I was a Lakers fan, I'd be a little bit unsettled and a little bit cautious. I still think the Lakers win it. And I still think it'll be 4-2 to the Lakers. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I think that, um, yeah, don't get me wrong. This is a, uh, it's a bit of a hot take to say that. Um, but I just think, as I said, Lakers just seem to, um, it, it, you, you rely so heavily on their two superstars. And I know that's what they're paid to do. But I just think the rest of their roster have got... Um, they, they, they don't impress me massively. Elliot, what do you think? I, did, I don't know if you caught any of the game. I know it's a late one. Um, but what, what do you think? Can you see, again, a bit like Milwaukee, a, a, an obvious bounce back here? Or is this going to be a problem for LA? I think that if Portland don't sweep the Lakers, they will not go through. I think Portland are riding the wave. I think they've expended so much energy already that they need to stay on that wave. If that comes crashing down, then it's going to stay crashed down. I think my opinion on the the Lakers at the moment is that they've been trying to give the perception that they've got a deeper roster than they have, that AD and LeBron haven't been taking hold of games as they can because they want to give the impression that they've got a deeper roster. But I believe if they get in any trouble, then AD and LeBron are going to go, we're doing it all. And I think they'll be too strong from there. So I think for Portland to go through, which could happen, but it would have to be, they would have to sweep the Lakers. And I don't really see that happening. I think we're going to see AD and LeBron go into a different gear. Um, I think that's why LeBron, for the first time in his career, has got the most, has, um, got the most assists in the league. 
Um, I think, as I say, they're trying to give the perception that they've got more depth than they may actually have. But I don't mm. think they need to do that. Okay. Fair enough. And um, Dean, I mean, they, they, LA wouldn't have been happy with uh, with Portland making that play, and they would have much preferred to have played the Grizzlies, I'm sure. Um, after finishing top of the conference, to be to be having to come in against a pretty hot Portland team, they wouldn't have been happy with that, would they? I mean, you obviously don't want to come in against an informed team, just in general. Um, I think one of the biggest kind of talking points has been Dane. Obviously, the way that he's been playing has been amazing. He's obviously the bubble MVP. Um, I would love the Blazers to do it. I think it would be amazing. Um, it would probably hurt me a little bit because for many reasons, I'd like the Lakers to, to get the chip. Um, but I think if you're going to talk about how much of a big player Dame is, you can't rule out probably the greatest player aside from MJ, LeBron James. You know, that man dragged so many awful Cavs teams through playoff runs that they shouldn't. Yeah, he's in the West now. Yeah, we're going to talk about the the fact that he swept the East and he ruled the East and now he's in the West as a different kettle of fish. Yeah, it is. But you know what? He's still LeBron James. Like, he didn't win the East MVP. He didn't win the East Championship alone. He won the NBA Championship. The man's not human in the way that he works. And I agree with Elliot. I think he's kind of riding the wave. He's getting a bit older. Maybe he doesn't want to take the first series as seriously as he wants. He'd like to have a little bit of support from his colleagues. But if he needs to, he's just going to run riot. He's going to destroy his friend Carmelo Anthony in the paint. He's going to dunk all over them. He's he's just going to be sta- He's going to be King James. And yeah, I mean, I personally think that the Lakers will have a lot to look at and they will want to get the win the next game. If not, then I think, you know, Portland are going to be like sharks. They're going to smell blood in the water and they're yeah. just going to strike hard. But yeah, okay. that's my view. Yep. So just just very, very quickly, stand with it for a minute. If the worst did happen, Dean, and um, uh, LA went out in the first round, does AD go or does he re-sign still? I say no. I think he knows that he has nowhere else where he's going to have the support and cast of Ron. Um, if he does go, then I think serious questions need to be talked about. Not about AD, but about LeBron. Why do superstar players leave him? Yeah. Why do they not want to be on a team with him? Um, but I think if they don't go through, then it's a hot take, but I'm going to say that it completely rules out the conversations about LeBron James being the GOAT because yeah. Yeah. he's playing an eight seed okay so and uh so just finally then prediction for the series lakers you're saying in lakers in lakers in six elliot you're holding up five lakers in five you're saying it's a sweep from here yeah you're on mute mate (laughs) but you're nodding away (laughs) yeah lakers in five lakers in five rich uh said it already i think lakers in six i think Portland get okay. one more. I don't think it's the next one, but I think they'll get one more maybe at the point when they're two one or three one down. Okay, well I'm I'm going to stick with my with my take. And uh, for those that don't know, um, YouTube channel Miami Heat UK TV. Check out Tepid Takes. We'll be doing a second episode next week. Please subscribe to that. But I'm going to stick with that. I'm going with Portland in seven. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Golden air, mate. Golden. Freezing I'm not Right, okay, back over to the East and um, a very intriguing series. Uh, And this involves your team, Mr. Barrett, um, about to play again tonight in game two. Really entertaining first game uh, between the Celtics and the Sixers, of course. Um, I think think a lot of people, when we had the Simmons injury, were just saying, well, that'll be that. Um, It'll be relatively straightforward. Um, I never went down that route. I think the Sixers are always going to give you a hard game. Yes, losing Ben Simmons is massive. He's been such a defensive force for them this year. Um, but having said that, uh, you took game one and I think you're heavy favourites now to finish the job. Um, what did you think of the first game? Anything to be worried about? Um, yeah, obviously, you've got Gordon Hayward now injured. Um, yeah. However, you've also got to take into account that Philadelphia have lost probably... I don't know, you'd say if Simmons is their number two guy and beats their number one player. Um, pre-series, I was like, oh, obviously a slight sigh of relief that Simmons being injured. I know that sounds a little bit harsh, but 
you've got to take that as a win if you're a Celtics fan. Yeah, um, yeah first game, Jalen Brown. Like Everyone talks about Jason Tatum all the time, and rightly so. He's an elite player. Um, he's fantastic. He's brilliant. You love watching him. But I just I love watching Jalen Brown because a lot of people, when he, you and me talked, Dan, on, your, on that podcast or on one-word answers about Jalen Brown's contract, um, yeah. and you asked me back then, is his contract worth it? And I said, let's wait and see. And I think he's proven that he that he is worth the money. I mean, he's he's the, he's like well, there's there's three good players obviously that stand out. Um, so yeah, Jalen Brown for me was a massive massive highlight from game one. I don't know what Al Horford was doing. He um, wanted to smoke a little bit, but it kind of backfired. It was it was a little bit like it was a little bit like playing I don't know playing one on one with your dad. Your dad hits a three on you and then shouts in your face, and then you just drill ten shots against him. Um, <laughs> so. But yeah, um, so I'm always a cautious fan, mate. I'm not one of these these balls out people like, oh yeah, we're going to win it all. We deserve to. We're the Celtics. We're the greatest franchise in history. We've got the most titles. I'm very trying to be very measured about it, and I was I'm still nervous because Philadelphia seem to treat us with the same contempt that we, the, the Boston fans have for Philadelphia, um, and they sort of seem to channel it in a different sort of way. It didn't really work for them the other night, but. I don't know. It makes me nervous. Um, they were the team that I wanted to avoid at all costs. We ended up getting them in the first round. I do still. Th- I think Ben Simmons will be the difference. Um, but yeah, I have to. I have to remain cautiously, cautiously optimistic. I think is the best way of looking at it. Yeah, um, Elliot. Do you think that um, Ben Simmons, obviously, and a huge two-way player for them, uh, so much goes through him. His athleticism, his defensive capabilities. Do you think that had he been healthy? that this would have been Sixers series or would you have still put it down to Boston regardless? I'm a massive Ben Simmons fan. Um, I'm not one of these that buy into um, him being downgraded because of his lack of three-point shooting. Um, I think what he contributes anyway is massively significant. Um, I would have had the... I would have gone with Philly um, if Ben Simmons had been fit. Wow. Um, I think it is too big a loss. I think, and evidence in the first game that Embiid is going to go to a whole different level, uh, higher than he already is. Um, but I just think Celtics are too strong. Celtics have got too many players that have stepped up this season. Um, that yeah, without Ben Simmons, I can't. I can't see them overcoming them in a seven-game series. I think I think it will go close, um, but over the full stretch, I think the best overall team will go through, which is the Celtics without Billy having Simmons. Yeah, that sounds fair. Um, Dean, do you think that um, if there's any success here, and you know, I've got to take into consideration that uh, Hayward is now going to be out, arguably for the season now. Uh, maybe you'll catch the deep play- end of the playoffs if uh, if Boston make it that far. Um, how important, if uh, Sixers are going to get through this, uh, is Joel Embiid to their success? He's got to um, he's got to be more aggressive. He's got to step forward now, and he's he's got to take advantage of probably what is uh, Boston's weakest area, which is in that paint. Do you agree with that? I completely agree. I mean, if you look at previous series when they've matched up. The person that stopped Embiid has been Al Horford. Now he's with the Sixers. Um, I think because the Celtics took Game One, they may. I'm I'm worried they might get complacent. They may think, do you know what? Like Ben Simmons isn't there. Let's just kind of all we kind of really have to do is keep an eye on Joel Embiid. We'll give him some double teams in the paint. He's not particularly going to be shooting great. We'll get Marcus Smart on him, and we'll stick. You know. Canter or somebody just kind of block him in the corner or whatever and just kind of like try and make him look a bit stupid. Um, so I could actually see Philly taking the next two games. Um, and then I mm-hmm. think Brad Stevens will kind of probably turn around and be like, you know, come on now, like Jalen Brown and all of their Marcus Smart, and he'll have them all. He'll get the, you know, they'll get Bill Russell on the phone. Bill Russell will hammer into them. And then uh, I think, yeah. It's it's got to be the Celtics. It's 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 panelled up to be the Celtics. It's the Celtics to take, um, but I kind of just can't rule out Philly. I yeah. think you know you speak to Celtics fans as Rip said himself. They don't want to play Philly. You know, even when we done our um, live at five, 
every single Celtics fan that was on that was like quite like to take the Celtics in the uh, in the playoffs. Mm. Weird. Because they're confident that it's a storied rivalry, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if if the panic stations start to hit Beantown and the, they, the, um, the Sixers take the next two games. Yeah, yeah. tonight's very important. Obviously, if you see it going 2-0 tonight, you might start to think that, um, yeah, it's maybe uh, maybe a bridge too far already. Although, you know, we've seen before things like that can be reversed. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a huge game tonight. So, uh, Dean, what do you think tonight's uh, score? Or, or, sorry, series score? Um, I think uh, after tonight's game, it'll be a uh, 1-1. I think okay, um, I... the Sixers will, will do it. And uh, overall? Uh, overall, I'm going to say that um, the Celtics will do it in seven. Okay, well, seven. Elliot? Uh, Celtics in six for me. Okay, and uh, Celtics fan, Rich Barrett? Okay, I, I dropped this in the group message earlier. I know you're all part of that. I think Philadelphia take tonight's game. Um, I think the Celtics do it in seven. And the reason I'm not unhappy about that, as much as it will absolutely cane my blood pressure, um, the next series... Like all due respect, Elliot, it's going to be Toronto. I would expect, um, and Toronto could seal that up quite quickly. Uh, the, the Celtics coming off a seven-game series on the edge of their seats with Philadelphia. Think of the momentum that you can take into that next series. Yes, you'll be tired, but you can fly out the blocks, and you, you've already got that intensity from doing seven games of Philly. I'll take that. Yeah, no, fair enough. That's a, that's a good good way of looking at it. I'm going to say um, I'm going to say Boston in six. Tonight's game is huge. Um, big loss with Haywood. I just think that um, it just doesn't quite look right. Like, when I watched the first game, I thought that you know Boston just looked far better drilled. Um, so I just think that that overall, I think the organisation is better to come through that. Um, and uh, you know a massive loss with, with Simmons going, so I'm going to say Boston in six. But a really good series, and yeah, you're right. You, Philadelphia isn't a team you want to be playing in the first round, so uh, it should be an exciting one. Um, back over to the West, and uh, tonight's game again is about to start, um, and a really good game that we had in the first, uh, actually kicked off the playoffs, which was Denver versus Utah. Denver taking the game one in overtime. Um, Elliot, did you catch any of that game? Uh, what do you think of this series? We had Mitchell go off for Utah with 57, I believe it is, and yet still going down with the L. Um, do you think that Denver have got just too much this, or do you think this is going to go all the way? Yeah, I think Joker's the difference. Um, yeah. I think between him and Embiid are two of the best. I did watch most of it. Um didn't do much for me. I think they're two of the, unfortunately, they're two of the least, um, what's the word? Two appealing. Of, appealing, yeah, team <laughs> in there. I think that was <laughs> And the game didn't really do much to change my opinion on any of that. There was some stretches which were poor, really, really poor. Um, but yeah, for me, I just, she's a standout player in that series. Um, and yeah, he's going to drag the Nuggets through. I think potentially out of all of the series, which I see going to seven, apart from the Brook, uh, you know, Brooklyn's going to stick at six. But the Nuggets, I can see them winning in seven. I think it's the series which will be the seven game. Okay. Yeah. No, that's that's fine. I mean, um, Rich, the uh, the Jazz are missing uh, Conley. I'm not sure how long for. Obviously, he's left the bubble to. Uh, for the birth of his child. I don't know how long he misses now. Um, I can't remember what the protocol is on that, but that's a big miss. Um, obviously, uh, Mitchell is absolutely key to their success if they're going to get through this. Do you just see that uh, Denver just probably have too much for them or can Utah spring a surprise here? Um, I don't think you'd see Connolly for the whole first round because I wow. think that's how the, the isolation works. I don't think he'll rush back. It's his, I don't know if it's his first kid or what. Um, but I don't. It's a weird one. You look at that game last night. I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was. But Jamal Murray went off as well. Let's yeah. just uh, give him some, give him some props for that because he was icy at the end. But um, yeah, it's it's a strange one. Like you think, like Donovan Mitchell had a career night. Yeah, um, supporting cast they done all right. Um, it's just I just I can't help thinking that Nuggets just just dispose of them in four. Like I don't know. We'll come on to predictions in a minute. But I just think they've got too much. Um, even if the the Jazz played 
to a very high level the other day and it still wasn't quite enough. Yeah. Um, so for me, yeah, I think I, I think Mike Conley's a loss to an extent. Um, I don't know. I think you could debate how big a loss he is, uh, given the fact, given his regular season performance. Um, I just think Denver was stronger. They did it when it mattered. It got to, to overtime. They were just like, right, okay, let's finish this off. But I guess we'll see later where we're at with that series. But um, yeah, that's where I'm at on it. Yeah, it's it's an intriguing series. It's not as uh, as Elliot said. It's not the most um, appealing. Um, but it's a, it's a series that either team are going to have to work bloody hard for to get through. Um, Dane, do you, uh, do, are you just in the, with the Denver camp again? Like I've said, the difference is the Joker. He's been, he's been exceptional. Uh, for, I mean, he just does things that a guy his size and his physique just shouldn't be able to do. Um, is he going to be the key, really, for, for uh, success for Denver getting through this? I think... It's arguable that it's going to be between two players in Jokic and Mitchell. Um, you look at the stat lines for the previous games, yeah, Jokic dropped 20, 29, but he also had Jamal Murray dropping plenty of points. You look yeah. at the Utah stat line, and it's just Donovan Mitchell, really, isn't it? It's nobody else. Um, yeah. And even as much of a phenomenal athlete that he is, he can't be consistent for potentially was at least going to be five games now. Yeah. Um, you know, if you drop 57 in a game and you have a career night, it's like Devin Booker dropping 70 against yeah. the Celtics. It's it's a beautiful thing to go, yeah, you've dropped all these points, but it's in a loss. It's it's irrelevant, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think the series is is 100% going to be um, the Nuggets. I agree with what's been said. It's not the most exciting series unless potentially you are a Nuggets fan or a Jazz fan. Um, but as a neutral, it's a really fun series to watch. Um, there's a lot of great basketball played, um, but I think Jokic, he plays like, at times he plays like a guard, yeah. the way that he faces the floor. I mean, I'm watching the game now and he's just, you know, he's just dribble moved on three players. Like the man's a giant. Why is, why, why is he able to do that? It's, it's things like that that are going to be the um, deciding factor, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um I, I just think that, like you just said there, and I'm glad you made that comparison to Booker because it is very, very uh, similar. That it, It's just almost like if anything's going to happen, it's got to happen through him. Um, and I just think if he has an off night, they're not even going to get close. So for me, it's going to be um, it's going to be six at a stretch. It could even be a five-game series, this, but I just think Denver will get through this relatively quickly. Um, Elliot, what do you think? Score prediction for this? Uh, I'm going to go Denver in seven. In seven, yeah, Denver in seven. Denver in seven. Okay, so uh, you think it's going to go go a fair distance, Dean? Uh, I'm going to say Nuggets in four. Okay, sweep, Rich. I think Nuggets in four as well, maybe five, but I just I don't know. I just they've got too much. They logistically, you look at it and and you think, yeah, they've just got too much. Like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm balls out. I'll go with. Okay, right. That's that series done. Right, over back to the East once more. Um, Elliot, we'll start with you because it's your team. Um, the first game that we've seen go uh, for a game two, as we recalled at the moment, um, fought really hard for well all game, and it was uh, it was looking pretty good for three quarters. But I suppose this is the difference between the very best and the also runs maybe is that they can make it matter at the end. And they did, Toronto taking a narrow uh, victory over the Nets there to go two up in the series. Um, thoughts, Elliot? Is there going to be any comeback from this? Are you going to get anything? Or um, is it a formality now? I still think we will. I think, you know, it's hard. I'm, I'm always going to back us. Um, I, I don't see the point in following a team if you're going to criticise and not ever believe you're going to win. I think you should believe you win every game regardless. Um, I think just what's showing here, unfortunately, is the lack of depth we have coming off the bench. I think that makes a difference in playoff games um, because it's such a it's such a higher intensity during the game that players aren't going to be able to last as many minutes and, and minutes that matter. Um, so, you know, if it was just starting five, then, yeah, I think a lot of the games are, are, are a coin toss. Um, but, yeah, we, we're struggling with, with with players that come off the bench not being at the same standard as the starting five. 
anything I was, I still struggle with saying anything that happens is a bonus because I still believe any professional athlete at the elite level of their sport should be believing that they can win any game um, that they can win the whole thing if they don't think they win the whole thing they shouldn't be there um, but yeah if, if, if I'm doing it as an, as an analyst with no uh, affiliation with any team then I still think Brooklyn win one game um, there's players there which are playing for their career um, playing to be part of a championship winning team next year um, which you know that's everything that the Nets have done is to win the championships next season that's what everything is geared up to do um, and with those two players back if it clicks that's a, that's a realistic option even with me taking the Brooklyn Howell so there's a lot of players there which are potentially going to be traded away for a third star. And, you know, I still think there'll be a performance, but yeah, it's going to be 2 one nine five. Um for the sake of basketball hat on, not Nets hat on. Yeah. No, it's, and that's, that is a good point. It is a good point because you've got players there now that are playing for the future to be part of what is going to be a contending team next year. Um, Rich, what do you think... Um, do you think that this team are good enough to take something out of this series, or do you think that it is really just a, as a, if you was a Nets fan, would you just be thinking, well, it was a bit of a free run this year? Obviously, we've got into the playoffs, but we we know that we're so we've got our two stars missing. We're injury hit anyway. Take them stars away, um, so it didn't really matter regardless. Or do you think that they they they've got like uh, Elliot just said, they've got something to play for here if they want to be part of a contender next year? I think the thing with Brooklyn, like I know the roster's markedly different to what it was last season, but they seem to have this sort of proud mentality. And you remember them dancing on the on the touchline last season on, on the baseline yeah. last season, and that sort of that unity and harmony. Whilst a lot of those players have gone elsewhere, so you've got like Jared Dudley gone to Lakers, Delos now in Minnesota, stuff like that. It seems to have remained with some of the people there, and they're just. It's like the, the kind of the kind of attitude they've got. They've obviously they're missing their two biggest players, one of which hasn't even suited up for them yet. Um, other people who didn't come to the bubble, etc. But they're just there, and they seem to be enjoying it to an extent. And the way I look at it is like these next players, like Elliot said very very rightly, are playing for a future in Brooklyn. Some of them, okay. So they're playing the defending champions, who not enough people put enough respect on Toronto's name. Um, and this is all great experience. They're playing against the champions in the playoffs in a difficult series with limited resources. Um, so, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's great. It's great for them. Sorry, I digress massively. I always do that. You know that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'd, I'd, love to see, I'd love to see them get something just for Brooklyn um, and just for the Nets fans because I think they've got a really good fan base. And, like, I don't know any Brooklyn's fan, Brooklyn Nets fans who gnaws me or rub off of me the wrong way or who are irritating. Um, maybe a little, a little bit sometimes. <laughs> Only joking. Um, but, but yeah, I, th- I think it's a tough one. Like Toronto, people sleep on Toronto. They have done all year. They are the champions. They have still a number of champions on their roster. They have contended with injuries all season. They have finished second in the East comfortably in the end. Um, this is a formidable task for Brooklyn. Um, and it's proving to be, obviously, now that they're two, two games down. I think that's right, and um, you know I, I really like Brooklyn as well. I think they've got they've got a fun team, they've got a they're a well-run team, and I think that they've got big things to come. Obviously, um, but Dean is uh, is this just as simple as that? They're coming up against arguably the most organised team in the NBA. Um, they're the current reigning champions. Is this just a straightforward sweep, or is there anything here that Brooklyn fans can continue to hold hope for? I think Brooklyn fans can. As Elliot said, potentially take a game. I'd like, much like Rich said, I'd like the you know the Nets to take a game. They deserve it, um, especially the way they've played in the bubble. But when you look at the two comparisons in terms of rosters, you look at the championship championship team from last year, and they've lost Kawhi Leonard and um, and Green. And then you look at the players that the Nets are missing compared to what they should have, and you're talking about a champion in Kyrie Irving and an MVP in Kevin Durant and the champion in Kevin Durant, and, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie and things like that. So I think this Nets roster that have gone to the bubble have overachieved. Um, I firmly am in the camp that a lot of players are playing for their future. Um, 
equally, I don't think Brooklyn's front office will particularly care. If they can yeah. potentially sign a monster third star, they're not going to care about, you know, your Karis Levertz and your Jarrett yeah. Allens. They'd be quite happy to say goodbye to them to bring a bring an all-star to the team. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, ultimately, you can't, you can't take it away from the reigning champions. But I'd quite like Brooklyn to get a win just to kind of, you know, tip the hat and, and say, do you know what? We're coming for you next year. The East is ours, and yous aren't ready. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Watch this space. That will be interesting. And it's going to be a really fun watch to see those two All-Stars, those two absolute monsters uh, in Kyrie and KD come back uh, with whatever supporting cast it will be. We'll see if they add um, some role players or whether they go all out for that third start. It's going to be very intriguing. So, um, are we saying, Elliot, you're saying uh, they'll take a game? So uh, yeah. wraps in five. Rich, I just want to. Can I just add oh, in? Sorry, Go on. sorry. I just want to add in because it's been irking me a little bit. It's the most common phrase I've heard. Uh, this whole bubble is um, the Raptors are overlooked, and the only people I've heard say it are Raptors fans and Rich today. Now the Raptor that they're not that overlooked. The Raptors fans are saying it to continue to be the underdogs. The, like I say, it's all I hear from every Raptors fan. We're overlooked, we're disrespected, we're disrespected, we're overlooked. Yeah, that's that's, that's a good point because I think the reason what, uh, why people are just so focused on the two LA teams and people aren't really looking much further, um, and uh, they should do because, in my opinion, I think Toronto are, are the best equipped to come out the East. So, um, yeah, no, it's a good point. I'm, uh, I'm glad you got that off your chest, mate. It seemed like it was really bothering. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, so Rich, Rich, what, what are you saying? Uh, Raptors in four, definitely, hundred percent. Now after that, <laughs> okay, and uh, and you, Dean. Um, I'm going to say uh, Brooklyn take one game. Nets by Fiddy, um, and uh, yeah, the, then then it's a five game series. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I wouldn't mind seeing it now. I'd like to see him take a game, but I just don't see it. I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a sweep now, unfortunately. Um, right, uh, back uh, back out west, and um, another very intriguing game. I didn't actually see any of this game because of the time it was on, but Houston OKC. Now uh, that is an intriguing one, mainly based on what's happened in the summer with Westbrook uh, going over to Houston for a mountain of picks and uh, players and so on and yet OKC who was supposed to have just blown it up and rebuild they actually come out and finish ahead of Houston uh, in the end in the regular season and here they are playing against each other um, now I'll start with uh, I'll start with you Dean uh, are we ever going to see it should should is this now the time is this the best chance that Houston have got that James Harden has got of taking a chip? Is it has it got to be now in these circumstances to see him finally do something? And is this uh, is this going to be a tough series? If the Rockets are going to do it, I completely agree. They should do it this year. Um, they had the opportunity two years ago um, when Chris Paul went down. Um, it was, I think it was game seven against the Warriors. Um, they were a couple of baskets away from taking it. I apologize if I'm wrong. I think I'm right, but I apologize if I'm wrong. Um, but all in all, see this entire series. It doesn't interest me. Really? Um, yeah, which is weird because I can, I can see all the underlining currents and how interesting it can be with Oklahoma overachieving and they shouldn't have got there. But as Elliot said at the beginning of the pod, all these teams are full of elite athletes. Um, nobody should be written off. Um, and I'd, I'd love to see the Rockets do it, but I think it's hard to look past LA. Um, and I think you're just going to keep looking. Not They might do it. They might just slide under. Um, but I think this is their best opportunity. Um, Russell Westbrook and James Harden appear to have a great relationship. They played with each other in Oklahoma. They remained friends throughout. Um, there's never really been the kind of like animosity like there has been with KD and other players. Um, but I think the Rockets, if they take it against the OKC, that's great. But the next round is going to be a different kettle of fish. Yeah. That small ball approach is, is not going to work. You know, Stephen Adams isn't the most mobile of centers. Um, he can get up. He's fantastic. Um, he's no joking Noah. But, you know, he does the best that he can. <laughs> 
<laughs> Brilliant. Um, Rich, um, I mean, just coming on at a slightly different angle with you, mate, how impressed have you been with the funder this year? Because they shouldn't have you, they shouldn't, I, I didn't even have them in the playoffs and I, I, I'm not alone with that. I don't think anybody expected this. It was supposed to be a reset season and yet they've come in. Chris Paul has been incredible. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, incredible. Um, they've got a great start in five. Could they cause an upset here? Uh, I don't think you can call it an upset. I know what you mean, but if you look at, obviously, the start of the season, what do they have, a 0.8 or a 0.3 or 0.8% chance of getting to playoffs, which I think was criminally disrespectful. Obviously, it's easy to say that now because they're in the playoffs and they're playing Houston, right? Um, I don't know if you would call it an upset given the fact that it's fourth versus fifth. Um, Oklahoma have proved a lot of people wrong this season. So if Oklahoma take the series... All the Oklahoma fans will be telling you, yeah, it's right, it's right, it's deserved, etc. Um, but yeah, not necessarily an upset for me if they do it, given how they, they ended the season. But I don't know, it's it's a funny one. Like I, I kind of get what Dean's saying with it. Um, it should be a series that literally piques your interest and you're like, I want to watch every single game. Um, but there's with the other, other sort of matchups that are going on, it, it's quite easy to look past it. Because you know what's coming next. It's potentially, obviously, Kawhi and his Clippers. Like, it's... Oh, no, it's, it's not, is it, at all? Sorry. Uh, Lakers. Lakers. Lakers, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you just... You sort of... you sort of hard, It's hard to look past what happens with that. In terms of that. So, if Oklahoma get through, you, you kind of think it's a, an easier jaunt for whoever's got them next than maybe if it was Houston. But, I don't know. I think to call it an upset is maybe a little bit harsh on OJK. Fair enough. Um... Elliot, uh, is this is this an intriguing one, or do you think that this will be um, this will be straightforward in any way, or do you think that this could go all the way to seven? I'd like it to um, because I've got a lot of respect for what OKC have done this season and how they performed, but I just I just can't see it. I I kind of don't want to either. I'd like to see James Harden have a deep playoff run. Because um, I think that will maybe be the um, approval. I don't know if that's the right word. Approval mm. of his career. You see it floated about a lot that Harden just chokes in playoffs, um, and I think he's too good of a player to sort of have that as his stigma. Um, I just think Houston, because I also want to see when Westbrook comes back. I yeah, that's a force. I want to see them go further. I think. I think they would create more of a problem for other teams going forward than OKC would. I think OKC are at their maximum. I don't think Houston are at their maximum currently. Mm. Yeah, and that's actually that's a good point about Harden because um, he, he's always got that sort of shadow hanging over him. Um, are you one of these people that I think you sort of just highlighted it there where you just think, well, he is such a good player, he deserves a bit more respect? Or do you just think that it's one of those things that is just like, well, you, you know, prove us different then, Take, lead the team to get better? Yeah, to a degree. Um, I'd place him in kind of the same bracket for the LeBron haters that will say he's lost uh, six finals or whatever it is. But to try and detract that away from how good a player he is, a lot of those times he's dragged the team to the finals on his own and then come up against super teams. Um, I think it's very... I think it's a lazy argument when you're saying players aren't at the elite because they haven't gone and done an MJ and win six rings. I think that's the bar... That sometimes it's set to, but it's a different game these days. It's not like it was back then, and that's not anything against MJ. I just think it's a lazy argument to say what well, they failed in the playoffs. You know, a, a, a player's career isn't just the playoffs. Okay, so a prediction from you for the series? Um, I, I see a sweep personally. I see Houston and Paul. Okay, Dean. I am I am going to say Houston in six. Okay. Rich. Honestly, I'm struggling to call it like because obviously like I think I think Dean said like I do have a lot no Elliot said so I've got a lot of respect for OKC um, and what they've achieved this year. I think it'll I'm I'm gonna go Rockets in six as well. But that's 
yeah, that's just a hunch. Yeah, I think I think that's I don't think that's unfair. I think it it actually wouldn't. Do you know what? It's one of those series that it wouldn't surprise me whatever happens here. I think Houston will come out in top. It's one of those it wouldn't surprise me if this ends up in a sweep. But it also wouldn't surprise me if this goes to seven. It's one of them. So I think, yeah, that uh, a Houston in six is, is pretty fair. Okay, right. Um, what we're going to do, we're going to stay out west because I want Miami series to be discussed last. So staying out west with the last matchup there, and that is the LA Clippers versus the Mavs. Um, again, good game. First uh, first game up, and um, uh, LA got there in the end. Um, controversially, some may say, with uh, 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 ejections of KP and so on. Um, let's start with, uh, actually, let's start with you, Elliot. Uh, do you see just the firepower being too good here or, uh, can we see Doncic, KP, Seth Curry, etc.? Can, can they cause an upset here again? Is this something that they, they can't be ignored? Cause there's some good players on this Dallas team. Do you know what? I've, I've said it since the start of the season. Um, they were two of, two of who I've been looking forward to see the most was Doncic and Paul Zingas. I mean, firstly, I massively love Paul Zingas just because of the way he treated the Knicks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, let's talk. I he's a good player too, and Doncic is just, it's just a different, different level. You know, this second second season, and then, the, you know, you could just look at his numbers and say, wow. But then when you watch him play too, you know, this guy's incredible. You know, he's got no speed, but the game is all at his own pace. He's, he, he, he's, it reminds me of a Rolls Royce that he just sort of glides through. He never looks as if he's going fast, but he just just glides through the court and play, plays in his own way. I would love to see them go through. I genuinely would love to because I'm such a massive fan of those two, but I don't think they will. I okay, that, that, that's, that's an interesting take because you think, like, you're, uh, you're saying, oh, I'd, I'd love to see Dallas go through. And I totally agree with everything you said. Doncic already is a superstar. Let's not beat around the bush. He's a superstar already. In, in um, my mind, just, he should have been in the MVP discussion, not the most yep. improved. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Um, but you say, yeah, I, I would love to see them go through. Um, Dean, are you one of these that would that would love to see them go through? Or would you actually rather see what the so-called best teams and like, uh, the LA Clippers are one of the best teams go as deep as possible? I'm massively conflicted with this series because I love everything that's European about the Mavericks. I love that you've got two of the best players on a team from Europe. It's amazing. Um, Doncic is... He's, in the words of Eddie Hearn, he's just different gravy. Like, he's he's mental. Like, he's he's a sensational player. Paul Zingas, again, the poor guy had not spent time with the Knicks. I mean, if that isn't going to develop a character, I don't know what will. Um, but I can't help but not kind of side with the Clippers. And I'm not siding with the Clippers because of Kawhi. And I'm not siding with the Clippers because of Paul George or Pat Bev. Side on the Clippers because my man Jono, Joakim Noah, Clippers, they need to do it. Joakim Noah needs a ring. Okay, right. Um, <laughs> um, Rich, uh, Noah needs a ring. Apparently, do we? Uh, do, are we rooting for the Clippers in this series? Do we want to see them going all the way to push the Lakers or the Raptors or the Bucks, whoever it may be, or um, or, or, or do you want to see the underdog come through here? Or the so-called underdog, because Dallas are a solid team. What are we saying with this with this uh, matchup here? Okay, I'm, I'm completely impartial. I don't, I'm not massively bothered. Well, if I say I'm impartial, I'm not bothered who goes through. I think ultimately, in terms of giving us the best playoff picture, it would be the Clippers. Um, I think anything that Dallas can take off the Clippers is a win for them. Okay, yes, we expected them to be in the playoffs. Yes, we expected them to do, to do okay. We didn't, we didn't go into the playoffs expecting them to beat the LA Clippers, okay? So, mm-hmm. if they take them six or if they take them seven, it's just good. I mean, ask a Dallas fan. Um, they don't expect... They're not expecting titles. They're not in win now. They're like, they are a building franchise, okay? They have got a generational, potentially, talent in Luka Doncic, who's going to be phenomenal. Looks like he's kind of in that Dirk mould where... We might be doing a podcast in, I don't know, 17 seasons' time. We're talking about Luca, who's 
won four MVPs, three titles, done it all in Dallas. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I think from from a playoff picture, everyone wants Clippers and Lakers in the conference finals, unless you're a fan of one of the other teams. Um, it's what we all kind of want to see. But anything Dallas can take out the series is character building, great experience, gives them a little bit of boost for the start of next season. Okay, yeah, well summarised. So, uh, what's your series prediction, please, Rich? Um, I think it'll be 4 1 Clippers. Okay, Dean? Sadly, I think the Clippers are going to sweep it. Okay, and uh, E Wade? Uh, I think it'll be uh, 4 1 Clippers. Okay. Um... Oh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's another one of them. I think the next game is crucial again. Uh, but yeah, I just think despite that that awesome duo that they have and some very uh, handy role players, I think the best, the absolute best the Mavs can expect here is take two games. But I sadly think it will be uh, it will it will be LA Clippers in five, I believe, this series. But yeah, a good one again. A bit like the Lakers, the Clippers wouldn't really have fancied. Uh, Matching up against uh, the Mavericks in the first round, that they they wouldn't have uh, they wouldn't have been looking forward to that. So uh, it should be an interesting one. Okay, finally, um, the reason why we're here, all my listeners, uh, Miami versus Indiana Pacers, uh, exciting game last night, four versus five, um, tough game, backwards and forwards all the way through. <laughs> just I've just looked up and Dean's got his Pacers hat on that came out of nowhere. Uh, cheers for that. But in the end, uh, the uh, the Heat came through, winning by about uh, eight or nine, I think, or it might have even been ten, uh, to take the series 1-0. Uh, Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic coming in clutch uh, when it mattered. Playoff Jimmy is here. Thank you, Elliot. You're wearing your Heat uh, hat in response. Guys, I'll start with I'll start with you, Rich. Um, tough tough matchup, or is this going to be forward? thinking for, for the Heat. Is this going to be straightforward or is this going to go deep? Okay. I'll be honest with you. Like I find it very, very hard to get excited about watching any game that involves the Indiana Pacers. Right? Um, yes, Oladipo is a great talent. Demonte Sabonis is brilliant. Just like traditionally for the years. I've been following the NBA for like 25 years this season. Okay? Reggie Miller was a bucket. We know that. But even then, I still struggle to get excited about watching the Pacers. So, to, to, to answer your question, I think that Miami should deal with Indiana pretty swiftly. Okay? Um, and then, obviously, take, take it to the next round. Um, it could it may maybe the next series. If Miami get through and Milwaukee get through, obviously, it could be the series that Miami beat the Bucks and Janice goes, right, I'm going to South Beach. Yeah. I know your well, listeners that, are going to absolutely love that, but they, yeah, so they, they will, they will love yeah, that, but, and um, and uh, it is not to be ignored either. They're the, the let's let's have it right. If we get past the Pacers, and then if we get past the Bucks, I know that's a big if, but um, there will be some serious noise about that happening. So what are we saying then, Rich? Uh, he in four, four the sweep. Okay, Elliot, over to you. Um, any difference on that? I mean, uh, Miami have come in a little bit lucky, I suppose. No Sabonis, huge miss for Indiana. Um, they lost uh, uh, Oladipo early as well in the first quarter due to an eye injury, although he should be back for game two. Um, is this going to be trouble? Is we going to get a response from Indiana or uh, straightforward for Heat? Straightforward for Heat. Simple as that. <laughs> Simple as that. I mean, I, I don't really pay any attention to the Pacers. They don't interest me. Um, <laughs> to, to, to be quite honest, nothing. Like, I would never look at a list of games and be a crazy game. I'm going to watch that. They don't have any players that particularly stand out for me that I want to watch. Um, and the Heat have got probably my favourite player in the league that isn't in there, which is Jimmy Butler. So I'm always going to back um, Jimmy Butler there. But yeah, that's great. Okay, um, Dean, uh, Elliot makes a good point there. Jimmy Butler, the difference, would you agree with that? Is it just literally down to that that playoff Jimmy intensity uh, seeing the team through? Yeah, I mean, you look, I mean, I don't need to go into details about the Miami Heat roster. I mean, there's three simple names. You, you don't even need to say them. You know who they are. They're all amazing. Butler, Bam, 
you know, they're all Butler and Bam. I mean, look at them. Mm-hmm. Like the way that Jimmy Butler's came in and just absolutely dominated that locker room and just basically said, Do you know what? And for the first time in his career, he's got everyone that's turning around and going, We're listening to you. Cause I'm a I'm a Bose fan. So I seen Jimmy Butler try and do that in Chicago. Yeah. He was held back by the fact Derek Rose was there. Then, you know, Dwayne Wade was there. Then he went to the Timberwolves and the whole thing happened there. And I, I honestly can't see anything past that. He, I actually think there's a chance that he could make the, the conference finals. Um, they're, they're, there's just something about them. Um, and I'm not just saying this because we're on a Heat podcast. There's, there's just something about them. The intensity of Jimmy Butler... You know, we can all talk about TJ Warren as much as we want, but Jimmy Butler's bred differently. You know, you read that guy's backstory where he came into the league. He's a monster. Sam Adebayo destroys people, you know, and the whole team just seems to gel. Um, so I, I think it'll be a sweep. Uh, I don't have as much hate for the pace as the rest of the guys. Um, it's, it's not hate, it's just not. But yes. they're not, not, not hate, they're boring. Them rosters that they just they're fun to watch if you've got stomach flu and you can't go work and it's more fun <laughs> than being sat in the toilet. <laughs> well, there we go. I think that, um, yeah, that's a great, great way to finish, really. I mean, um, I think it just comes down to that. I think the paces are, I've, I've wrote off the paces many times before, yet yeah, they stick around. Um, so I'm not going to disrespect them, but you just the, the bottom line is Miami have just got better players, and better players will get you through the rounds. So uh, I see this being um, generously, I'd say Heat and six. I think probably Heat and five, probably more realistic. Elliot, I didn't get your uh, your serious prediction on that. Yeah, even though he left me as a child, I'm still going to back Dad. So it's Miami and four for me. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, Dean, Dean, what are you saying? Uh, Miami sweep, get Miami the brushes sweep. out. South Beach is going to be clean. Brushes, brushes are out. Okay, guys, uh, before we go, just one name each. Don't have to go into big detail, but one name each. A player that is going to be the one to watch in the NBA playoffs. Um, Rich. Simply because we're on a Miami Heat podcast and because you know that he is one of my three favourite players in the league. Everybody loves him. The geezer is frightening at times in how much potential he's got. Bam Adebayo to go off big time and take the Heat to the conference finals. I love you, Rich. Elliot, who you got? Um, This was who I picked before. The series, and he's probably proven me right. If anything, Fred Van Vliet, I think he's right. Shout. And I've said this at the start of the season, way before everyone sort of jumps in the bandwagon. The last couple of games, I think he's massively, massively underrated. He um, was a big part of them winning the championship last year, and I think he'll just continue that. If Toronto are going to go deep, it's going to be a lot of it on his shoulders. That's a that's a very good shout, Dean. Wrap it up for us. Who's the player to well, watch? It's going to be the man, the myth. Joking, it's not going to be joking, Noah. It's going to be Jokic. Nikola Jokic is going to be the man of the playoffs, but he's not going to see much further than the week. Okay, there you go. Three very good shouts. I'm actually going to go with V Wade. I, I, that was the that was the guy that I thought. Elliot, I agree with you. Fred Van Fleet. I think he's going to have a deep playoff run, um, and he's going to keep. He's, he's been incredible this season, and I think he's going to continue. And he's actually scarily. He's probably still got another level, which is frightening. So uh, yeah, watch out for Fred. Guys, really appreciate you joining me. We will wrap it up there. We will try and do it again if you're around for the uh, for the later rounds. Um, uh, enjoy the playoff basketball. We'll go around the table quickly. Rich, where can everybody find you at, mate? Okay, um, so obviously, most importantly, we are NBA UK fans. So we are on Twitter as at NBA underscore UK fans. We are on Instagram as NBA underscore UK fans. Uh, personal, you can find me on Twitter at Rich Barrett one Brilliant. Yes, uh, Dean, also part of the NBA UK fans uh, founder group. Um, so where can they find you as well, mate? Uh, so on my personal account, you can find me at Ginger Jack on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and also Twitch. Excellent. And uh, yeah, before we come over to Elliot, um, if you're not following 
uh, NBA UK fans. Even I know I've got a lot of people that listen to this that are based in Miami, South Florida, etc. Um, they are that group is just a fundamental basketball in bunch of enthusiastic fans. Uh, they do an incredible job. So even if you're not part of our continent, please go and follow them because their content is fantastic. The way they raise the uh, the, the bar for uh, for a minority sport over here is exceptional. So please follow them. Elliot Wade um, for, at Hoop and Lupin. Where can everybody find you, mate? And uh, give us a quick rundown of what you do. Yeah, so I'm a uh, jersey seller in the UK, one of the one of the better known jersey sellers. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Hoop and Luton, um, Twitter and Luton. Um, but yeah, go check out the website hoopandluton.com. Um, and we do ship worldwide. So any American listeners, go and find yourself some heat on there. There you go. There you go. Yes, speak very highly of that as well. Um, many jerseys already bought, many jerseys still to come. Um, so, guys, uh, really enjoyed that. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, we look forward to a heap sweep coming up, heat sweep coming up against Pacers. And uh, who knows, we could have the Orlando Magic in round two. We shall see. <laughs> Funny things have happened in this fault. I'll be back next week, uh, back to the usual regular schedule. We'll have David Ramil on next week, hopefully, from Locked On Heat podcast. Until then, continue to enjoy playoff basketball. See you soon, guys.